0: Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Tech Talk, Adam Oldfield, the president and CEO of FPM, FPM3 Marketing. And Vacuum Man, who sponsored this fine program, is with us once again. Uh, Adam, always a pleasure. Hope you had a good week.
1: I had a wonderful week, Bill. Thank you for asking. It's been, it's been, you know, I'm enjoying this weather. I got to be honest with you. This February, I know it's glum and, you know, like there's just no tree, no color, no, it just, but I'm enjoying this. It's great because I don't have to shovel snow. I'm just loving that.
0: Well, uh, we had a little bit, yeah, you're right about a week or so ago, but yeah, that doesn't last very long, and, uh, but we're not out of the woods yet. Don't forget what uh, Wired and Willie <laughs> said, so don't, don't put the shovel away just yet. But listen, we were just talking about uh, maintenance. It was gonna, it's going to cost a billion dollars to renovate the, the buildings at Queens Park. Uh, cause they're not doing maintenance. You know, and and I know you've been preaching that. And I know that's one of the, 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 mantras with, uh, with vacuum man is do the maintenance, change the filters, you know, do the annual checkups on these things, but not just the furnace. I know you guys do a uh, vac, you do uh, the, the dryer vents. Uh, uh the other one that uh, I think a lot of people are catching on to now are electric air cleaners and, uh, even those, as efficient as they are, you can't just plug them in and forget about them, can you?
1: Yeah, I wanted to... Uh, thank you for bringing that up. I want to bring this up to a lot of people. And during COVID, this was one of the big things people were investing in, is is putting in electric air cleaners. And by the way, they are they're phenomenal. However, they've got goods and bads. And I just wanted to clarify... A few things. First of all, you and I have talked many times at the beginning of the show, change your filter, and that's a maintenance thing. Yes, you need to do that for efficiencies, for air quality, and all the otherwise. If you have an electric air cleaner, you have to, not you should do, it is a have to once a month. You need to clean these uh, the filters. They're metal. They're they're a little metal container that come out. You have to make sure to make an effort to clean them. And the reason, Bill, is that they're phenomenal when they're on. They zap the bacteria, any kind of uh, air chemical issues that may be in your system circulating through your home. It zaps it. It kills kills the particles. However, it doesn't always trap. Uh, the, the dirt. So think of it as a dust particle having a virus on it, for argument's sake. It goes through your electric air filter into the furnace, it zaps it, it kills the bacteria, but then it continues to float through or sticks to the actual filter itself. What happens is if you don't clean it, every month and i'm going to emphasize that if you have an electric air cleaner and you are not cleaning it every month it then gets onto your blower fan the dirt circulates and pulls through as the fans on it's sucking that in and then it gets clogged on the filt on the blower fan so I-, I just wanted to make a point i i ran into that this week we were out doing a, a home the electric air f- uh, uh, filter was not Touched in probably six months, and it was just cake. Now, why that's a problem is it overheated the furnace. Uh, they were shutting down in the middle of the night. They thought they were having a problem, and all it was was just cleaning a furnace. So, folks, phenomenal for cleaning air. They're great, but you need, and I'm saying that emph- very emphasizing, monthly, you need to clean it. Otherwise, your system's going to get really clogged
0: uh and and again it's it's one of these things that if you don't do it remember that old commercial this is years ago we're just young buckers at the time uh the guy just doing the the oil change in the car he says you can pay me an hour pay me later because if you don't do the maintenance boom you got a huge bill coming at you so all these things are cumulative just pay attention to these things and and do the little things so they don't become expensive big things Mm -hmm. all right let's move on to some of the tech talk that you want to get into today uh uh Chat versions, of just what everybody's jumping into this right now, Microsoft is launching their own chat versions in its browser. What else is going on? Well, this is, like I said, this is revolutionary,
1: Bill. I'm excited about this. I, I mean, I, I got to be with you, Bill Kelly, for two, for two reasons. One, you and I started during the internet revolution in the dot-com yep. age in the 90s. And today I'm on Tech Talk and I get to speak to you about the chat GPT version, which is revolutionary when it comes to how our future of technology is about to move. So Microsoft has jumped on this. Now, just to bring everyone up to speed, if you might have heard about this, it's a bit of a buzz. Uh, Those that maybe are younger are really probably in the grip of this. It is an artificial intelligence system that can actually generate answers and questions. So you can give it mathematical questions, it can write you letters, it can write poems, it can it can do. You tell it. You still have to tell it what to do, but it will generate it. Well, Microsoft is one of the original investors of thirteen billion. I should add. Uh, so they're they're a little ahead of the game. I have to compliment Microsoft. This could change. Uh, the competition when it comes to search engines. Microsoft is launching with their Bing. If anyone hasn't heard, other than Google, uh, they have a search engine called Bing, and uh, they're announcing that it is coming out with the ability to have the chat feature. Um, and what the chat feature allows you to do, Bill, is that you would be able to say, in Google, you would search something. Particularly, you'd ask a question, or you might say, uh, you know, uh, you know, what's a restaurant near me, uh, or you know, what ser- what duck cleaning services are in Hamilton, and you get an finance several options. They give you a list. What this is doing is it's giving you the ability to now answer the next phase of the question. Um, why you would need duct cleaning? What would duck cleaning provide as a benefit? And here's some services it would even be able to ask questions like answering how many uh, you know, if you're getting a, a restaurant you could say, uh, what kind of uh, calories are in a lasagna meal that I'd be going out for dinner? And it will give you these answers. Microsoft jumped onto it. Uh, OpenAI is the foundation. It's a not-for-profit and they're now opening this up. Google has also said they're they're obviously very concerned because Microsoft could be the next game changer of changing how we do search. So uh what I, I share this as an open discussion that. We'll be talking about this probably a few times. It's concerning for schools and education. It's concerning with regards to jobs in the administrative industry, uh, medical field. Uh, Think of it as a doctor uh, in regards to being able to ask your doctor questions and be able to help you answer uh, these questions easily. So uh, it is a service of which Microsoft is launching. And I think it's great. It's a great alternative. And it could change how Google's revenue from advertising may be dropping once Microsoft becomes a new player in the field.
0: But there are people, as you mentioned, even in the education field, that are very concerned about this, uh, because they have had experts, and I've seen some of the interviews with them uh, that cannot make or tell the difference between, for instance, a, a, an AI generated essay and and something that I was supposed to write. Uh, so, how do professors yeah. mark these things? You know, with, is there collusion here? You know, did did somebody borrow some ideas? I mean, you know, it's it's very difficult right now, and it's a new technology, and I guess a lot of people just aren't used to it, and they just don't realize just how uh, much of an impact this is going to have on very very many aspects of our lives.
1: Oh, I've been using it since November, Bill. It's a game changer. It is a massive game changer for me. I
0: mean, you know what? I was watching, I'm, 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 I was watching, you know, I watch news shows all the time. I was watching MS, MSNBC the other day, and Hallie Jackson was one of the afternoon hosts. Uh, and she did an interview, I think it was some, somebody in the energy sector. And she started, she said, All of the questions in this interview have been generated through this. It's all AI. Yes. And she she says, I have not researched this. She says, I know what's in my head, but all these questions I'm going to read verbatim. And they were brilliant. I mean, you well, know, the, well, this yeah. this AI this AI guy he knows what he's talking about, you know?
1: Well, and the one thing <laughs> well, the one thing I just want to clarify there's always limitations to this. And they were yeah. and, and you're right, you're you know, from the questions that are asked. In fact, even when I sent you the topics we were talking about, I use the AI to summarize. Um, which you yeah. no longer have to fight at right understanding now, yeah. what I write anymore, which I because <laughs> I voice dictate folks, and poor Bill doesn't, you know, he kind of uh sometimes does not sure what I'm talking about, um, even after I give it to him. But um, what's unique about this open AI is that it only goes to the year 2021. I should I should comment on that. And why this is interesting that Microsoft is jumping into this, um, and soon Google as well, is that it will be relevant to current events. So, um, right now, and it's not perfect. In fact, if you, uh, they showed, uh, I tried it as well. I tried to get directions, tell me the most efficient way to get, uh, you know, to a destination on a trip. And it was putting me all over to, uh, to drive to Montreal. It gave me recommendations to go to New Brunswick first and then st- stop at this diner. And I'm like, this is the, not an efficient way. Um, so let's be clear. This is an infant in its growth uh, capacity. Um, But going to your point, yes, it is concerning t- for how will uh, the future of our education be? If this AI is so easy and it is adapting very quickly, it is growing. I mean, this is November of 2021. This came out and we're already in February watching it integrate into existing software systems. So by the end of the year, Bill, you and I are probably going to be having a conversation and there's going to be new bills that are going to be introduced in the government of how chat gpt is going to be used not used and what limitations or accessibility are we going to allow it
0: to come into our society and and it's as you mentioned an evolving technology i mean next week i'm sure you'll have an update on some of the stuff that's going on let me do a quick break we're gonna go back in a couple of seconds i know it's it's february i know it's chilly out uh but don't we all in our heart of hearts want to have an air-conditioned tent at some point well it's going to be available to us we'll get adam to talk about that right after the break You're listening to the Bill Kelly Show podcast on 900 CHML. Adam Oldfield is with us. Uh, Before we get to the uh, the tent I was just talking about, which is kind of a cool idea, (laughs) excuse the pun. Uh, I I was looking right in the bottom of your stock drawer, I bet you probably have a couple of used phones that you're not using anymore. Uh, And if they're Androids, there isn't an effective reuse of these right now that I'm guessing a lot of people are not aware of.
1: Yeah, this is uh, if you have a camera or, you know, most of our computers, you know, they they have cameras in a bill. And, you know, what we may not know is Android is going to be coming out with a system on all computers, both uh, Apple and on PC, you can turn your Android if it's like three or four years old, which is not that old, um, but uh, you might be upgrading or or uh, wanting to upgrade. You can use the camera now. They're setting it up that you can now attach or connect your phone and use it as a camera. And the reason why I share that is the cameras are phenomenal. On any phone that's four years, uh, well, even five or six years, it's been one of the biggest features of, of Android and Apple, um, you can be able to turn your camera into, uh, your, your phone into a camera. So instead of, and, and as much, is it's like, yeah, but I got the camera that's on my computer and oh, my laptop, it's got that camera. Um, It's a very low resolution. And and that's one of the biggest things that uh, not that, you know, we're worried about what how many pixels our faces are. But if you wanted a better resolution, so if you're talking to family or even in a board meeting or a conversation in business, Apple already is bringing it out with their iPhone, the iOS 14, you'll be able to just connect your phone and turn the turn the phone around and you'll be able to make it a camera. You'll also be able to do that with Android coming up very soon.
0: All right, uh, back to this uh, this tent that I was talking about just a couple of minutes ago, and I, I know it's February, and who's thinking about tents and, and camping, but a lot of Canadians camp, uh, and and you, there's nothing more stifling and, and hot than than sitting inside a tent in the middle of August when it's about thirty four Celsius outside, uh, and and of course well, you open the flap, no, that's where the heat's coming from, so you can't do that. But this this air conditioned tent is kind of a neat idea.
1: Yeah, it has two features, which is really really cool. Is uh, first of all, it was developed by the University of Connecticut, and it's On two parts, Bill. First of all, it's a fabric. It's a new fabric that will allow for the cool temperatures uh, to stay in during the summer, and it also contains the heat. Now, how it works, uh, that's that's the ability. Think of it as an insulation, as a fabric that covers you as the tent. The cool part is cool. Pardon the pun. Look at us. We're just very punny, aren't we? Um, The cool (laughs) part about this air-conditioned tent is that you would take a gallon of water, and it could be tap water, could be a river, uh, you know, it doesn't have to be clean in the, in the case of uh, you're not drinking it, you pour it into the base of the tent. And what it does for 24 hours, is it's able to utilize the, the water. It soaks into the fabric. And what it does, think of it as an insulator. It evaporates into the tent and keeps it cool. So uh, as the outside temperatures are hot, it's humid, uh, it, you know, you don't need any electric, uh, there's no electrical plugins. You don't need to bring a battery pack or some energy source. This is actually a fabric that's utilizing common uh, h2o water and will be able to uh, soak it into uh, the tent fabric itself and it creates a cooling effect inside the tent um, so this is I mean when you're yes you mentioned I mean we're talking about air-conditioned tents in February but uh, it's gonna get warm and it's gonna happen soon and if you are a camper um, in a warm climate or you you know you're much an adventurous individual this is really cool in the way that you don't need any electrical source to be able to generate the, and it's good for 24 hours um, to make this work.
0: Uh, I, I love the technology that helps, she helps us to, to lead better lives. And even people that used to have the Fitbit, maybe some people still do with a smartphone. Uh, remember you can set it. So like once an hour or so to say, okay, yeah, get out of the chair, Adam, start moving around. Okay. Come on, big guy. Um, but now you can actually get a, a this is the, the latest one. I remind you to stay hydrated.
1: This is, yeah, it's called Nix Hydration Biosensor. Now, this is a little overkill, Bill. I mean, you can pretty (laughs) much put your... You know your assistant to kind of remind you. I mean, I mean, Google and Alexa and all those others—they all will put in a reminder to tell you to drink water if you advise it. But this, if you are so dead hard about making sure that you're hydrated properly, and if you're working out, and you're wondering how much am I actually uh, uh, evaporating in my in my electrolytes and otherwise? It's $129 US, which is about 150 bucks Canadian. But it gives you a personalized hydration uh, calculation, and and what it does is it even defines your electrolyte loss. So sometimes you do a workout and you think, "Oh, I better pound back some Gatorade." Um, you know, it actually will tell you the proper amounts that you should be consuming. Um, you know, and sometimes as much as it's like you always need to hydrate, you need to drink. What it does is it actually will identify what your sweat rate is. So how much you're uh sweating out uh and then advising uh, how much more uh, uh, water or, or liquids you need to consume. Um, so think of it as a nerd overload to determine how much liquids you need to take in. And it's going to cost you $150, but it's going to give you a real good reading. It combines it with the app modifications or otherwise. Bill, I- I'm a tech guy, but I still go with the, hey, if I feel thirsty, I just get
0: a drink. Yeah, well, you know, doctors have told us feeling thirsty means you're starting to get dehydrated, you know, do something about it. You know, some people, yes, I I knew athletes who used to do that. Ah, Suck it up. You really don't need it. Yeah, you do uh, if you want performance. Uh, Just a couple of minutes left. I want to get into this one because I'm always impressed with uh, some of the advancements in medical technology. And this one sounds like it's something uh, that's going to be extremely beneficial to an awful lot of people. It was developed at Harvard, right?
1: That's right. Yeah. Harvard University has been focused on a new wearable vest. And what's unique about this is that it connects and brings um, mobility back to those that have uh, ALS uh, or concerns in regards to having limitation on their functionality. Um, and, and how it works is it's it's an upper arm shoulder movement. So um, it, it's it's robotic in its way. So it almost looks like a Kevlar vest, Bill, um, you know, to give it a description for people to understand. And, and it more or less enc- encourages motor skills and pow- it's powered by a, a cordless battery and it gives that function without strength and giving you super strength. It just gives you the ability of your limbs and the functionality that you were normally limited from, um, without making it feel like you're wearing a large apparatus. So it's like a vest. It kind of goes over, uh, you can wear it underneath, uh, any of your clothing. And this is great because it gives those with ALS limitations, the limit, uh, the strength capability that they might've been impacted from it.
0: All right, okay, I got a few seconds left. I want to squeeze this one out too because I just uh, – talk to us about these psychedelic garments. This is kind of weird. This,
1: yeah, this isn't tech, but it's definitely cool. Well, you know, we walk around the world, and if you're in the UK or even Canada for that matter, you walk into a mall, you walk into a government body or a government uh, uh, a building, you're being facial. You're, you're, your face yeah. is being recognized. You know, you yeah. go through the border. Well, uh, this is an Italian fashion designer has managed to use not only the technology to – counter, um, this facial recognition bill. And what it does is it tricks facial recognition software into thinking you're a zebra, a giraffe, um, you know, or an animal of some capacity. And it's, I'm going to be straight. I'm no fashion designer, but man, these sweaters are ugly. And and they've got these uh, different knitting layouts to them that it more or less camouflages and, and Without you needing to wear a mask when you go out in public and cover your face, it disrupts the facial recognition. And they may be, uh, you know, somewhere in the Republic of China will be looking and thinking you're a zebra walking into a government building. Um, But these algorithms are they're hideous. I'm just going to say it straight. But in real time could give you if you're concerned about your face being recognized on any of these softwares in in public. um, Well, you know what? We might be starting to see these become a
0: trend. It, it's just bizarre. I mean, you can imagine the guy that's sitting in, the, you know, monitoring these things, you know, in in, in the mall main offices or something. A uh, host been down. There? Oh, we had forty-five people and two giraffes and an, and an elephant uh, coming into the. You know, okay, so obviously the stuff is working. Anyway, I uh, finish it on a light note. Uh, always a pleasure doing this. Uh, more stuff to come on this, and we'll do it again next Friday at eleven thirty. Adam, have a great week. We'll talk again soon. Thanks, Bill. Take care. The Bill Kelly Show weekdays from nine to noon on nine hundred CHML.